0: Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, gnu Linux operating system via the mechanism. And it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead it may not be appropriate for members of all species... Races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, is Hello, and welcome to episode 113 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Uh... It's being recorded for you on Christmas Eve, also the first night of Hanukkah, 24th of December, 2016 at 2053 PM, uh, Pacific time. Before we, you know, we thought we'd do an episode of the podcast on top of the, uh, massive column that we just, um, we just released. But before we get to anything. You know, you're just in time for our caroling session. We yeah. got a nice hot mug of cocoa. As Whoa. you can see, we're all bundled up and we're ready to go. So just sit back, relax. And listen and... to Tom drown out the rest of us. Hey, <laughs> come on, you guys. It's no, Christmas. Special That's okay. Come on. Okay, everyone right. ready? Get your places. Here's your note. Ivor, you got that You got that picture? Mm. Let's see. Ivor Molina, crack engineer, wishes you a happy holidays. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, uh, et cetera. Uh, yeah, I' they say the same to you. All right. Mm-hmm. You got it? You got, you got the note I wore? Right, yes. Uh, I, I won't be saying I'll be drinking whiskey. Okay, so. Oh my God. We'll be right back. Blind, that thing cut me! Oh. <laughs> That's right, that thing cut me! Ah. Good evening, please! That's right, okay, so. <laughs> Happy holidays! Wait a minute, I'm blind. <laughs> blind! That thing cut me! oh! Good evening! Ah, oh, we have playlist mode enabled, it's called. Oh my goodness! No horror! <laughs> I'm horror! Oh my god! <laughs> Yes, it's where I break you in half. So angry, so angry. Yeah. That's now, nice. Breathe, breathe. <laughs> when I drop a fairy, you know I. Oh, <laughs> i Hey, sir, put down the weapon. Put down the weapon. <laughs> <laughs> it's this I this it I wanted for fucking war crimes, mass murder, ethnic cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to buy the United Fucking Nations. <laughs> the only ones on limit. Mmm, okay, so anyway. <laughs> Ivor Molina there. We're getting in the season spirit. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. That was pretty good, Ivor. You're fired. You're fired, Ivor. Don't keep fucking saying that <laughs> to me! <laughs> Retaliate. Oh, Merry Christmas, Ivor. You're fucking fired. <laughs> ah, I can't fire. Oh, I wish I had. I wish we had that on the soundboard. I wore uh, from Scrooged. Uh These people, Claire. These people are incompetent. Fire them. I can't fire them. They're volunteers. <laughs> um. Anyway, so to business because we have a. All- <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, like I. I don't know why suddenly I. <laughs> Suddenly, I, 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 I can't. Uh, I, I have the, I have the giggle. Hey, good idea. <laughs> um, and I could have sworn that, uh, I could have sworn that we had um, the the boss has gone crazy or whatever. But oh well. Uh. <laughs> anyway, so. The holiday season is here, the boss is on vacation, and we've gone crazy! <laughs> That's right, Amor! That's right, you found it. Thank you for queuing me with that, too. Okay, so... Uh, this is the first episode that we've ever recorded on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve. So, um... And we have, uh... Our picks for the Steam uh, Winter Sale this week. Although we, we... We were gonna do other things, but... Uh, the... Sh- the uh... And we were going to release on last night, but we hadn't recorded it, so that made releasing uh, last night a problem. And then once we realized that, holy fuck, Saturday is Christmas Eve, which we'll talk a little bit more about in a moment. I was like, fuck it, we'll record Christmas Eve. Um, Partially because I'm broke, so uh, blah. And, uh, well, we'll talk a little bit more about Christmas Eve Later, Christmas Eve, first night of Hanukkah, which is weird. It's one of the few times in my life that both of those things have, uh, have, uh, exactly corresponded one to one. Cool thing about, well, we'll talk more about the cool thing about Hanukkah in a moment, but, um, welcome to whatever, you know, equally materialistic, uh, excuse to engage in conspicuous consumption and consumerism. So true spirit and, uh, of, of the season, regardless of whatever, um, you know, whatever it is you pray to, be it the almighty dollar or the almighty dollar, um, I'm sure that we all can agree that the one god that we should be praying to is the almighty, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Whatever deity or, you know, holiday you uh, observe, or mark, or whatever, another trip around the sun soon to come to an end. Uh, but we'll get that, that's, we're saving that for next week. Um, so we have, uh, our winner sale, but let's just do our top stories first because you know, blah. And part of that part of our top stories will be my little Christmas story. Um sound good to you, Ivor? That sound all right? Hi there. <laughs> I like the, the drop of fairy. Um <laughs> Ivor Molina, crack engineer on the board for the last time ever in the history of the show. It's very sad. We we you'll be missed, Ivor. You'll be missed. We'll have you euthanize like the rest of the children. Um, the rest of the bad children. <laughs> anyway, we're not gonna focus too much on the like Christmas Eve aspect of this, except that means we're just gonna focus on that for no, I'm just kidding. Because by the time anyone hears this, it'll be Christmas Day. Um, so whatever. So our top stories. First of all, after last week's um oh god so therapeutic you guys have no idea how therapeutic last week's episode was for me to really get all of that out of the way um, I promised that we never talk about uh, day x mankind divided ever again well I didn't say ever again or whatever maybe I did I, I probably said everything but that in those three hours that you so lovingly and worshipfully listened to I know because I got the uh, twitter messages how <laughs> oh. Oh, and the stats. Oh, all-time new show popularity. Turns out the longer we go uh, on one topic as we're just out of our mind trying to cover it all, the more people love it. That is called sarcasm. Um, But anyway, it was very important. So it was very ironic, though. Three hours after we released that show on Tuesday morning... Um, early Tuesday morning, we're talking like four or five o'clock in the morning. I, I want to say, uh, next time I booted up Steam, Day X was on sale, and so we ended up having a column last week uh, that still applies this week because the Steam uh, Winter Sale made uh, it relevant. And it's basically how, by virtue of the fact that uh, the publishers of uh, of Day X, uh, Mankind Divided tried to fuck us all you know with uh, clever sophistry and dishonest really i i'm, I'm surprised I, I only could listen to about half of last week's episode but I, I was surprised that i did not mention two words apart from unethical i'm surprised i didn't mention the word outright fraud because that's really that's what it amounts to um Fraud. I mean, if 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 they were like a local business and were a member of the Better Business Bureau, um, they would not be a member of the Better Business Bureau for long. Just you know, whether you want to call it fraud from a legal sense or just fraud from uh, dishonest um, marketing. Anyway, I was advocating to never buy DayX, Mankind Divide, and not just because it, that punishes, you know um, the publisher, but also because, like, you would not feel good about yourself, supporting it um so, like, yeah, forgetting that, but, like, on a moral level, it was kind of indefensible, well all of that has been reversed if you think you're not gonna be able to you know hold out forever and never buy Day X Mankind Divided. Now is actually, we're av- viciously advocating for you to buy it because they, uh, put it on a 66% discount. This does not include the DLC. Um, but the, 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 this is for the main game, quote unquote, the main game, the game is what, you know, it should be called. It's what it is. Day X Mankind Divided, uh, 66% off. Last time I checked, uh, let's see. Let's just, let's just hey I what do you say we fact check that? Cause I I, I look I, I saw yeah okay right now sixty seven percent off, nineteen dollars and seventy nine cents instead of sixty dollars. To read all about why, um, we're advocating for you to buy as many copies of it at this price at this discount right now. Um, you know, like during this sale, don't wait. Um. We still don't advocate that you really buy the game, but, you know, you can't say this is, like, the best game ever and then also say, but we got to buy it, but you can't, which is a thing that I meant to mention in last week's episode, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff to cover last week. So, uh, you can read all about that and our, our reasoning for it, and it's good reasoning, too. I think it's good reasoning. In last week's episode of The Column, which you can find on www.bestlinuxgames.com and clicking on the link at the top of the screen, uh, it says Best Linux Games Column. Crazy, I know, right? Um, hidden there like a chameleon in your underwear. The children being euthanized. I took, I know Ivor, both Ivor and I took some time out of... um our usual Christmas Eve ritual of uh, playing competitive uh, orphanage arsonist um, in which, you know, we try to burn down as many orphanages as we can before the stroke of midnight. Um, I can't remember who won last year. Do you, Ivor? I don't know, but anyway, the cumulative, you know, it's, it's all for charity. It's all for the, uh, it's all for the, uh, kill the, uh, For the kill the impoverished, innocent people everywhere. (laughs) Charity. (laughs) I'm being totally sarcastic. You should not. You should be very nice to everyone. All the time, actually. At least (laughs) in generic social circumstances. Or when you don't know your audience. Um, You should always be nice. And you shouldn't kill anyone ever. Or beat them up. Or push people around. But anyway, fuck you and your stupid holidays, whatever they may be. They are stupid and fuck you with them. Take those holidays and stick them up your ass. St- that's right. Stick them up your... Fuck you, Baltimore. Um, okay, so now I think I think we've got everyone suitably lathered up. Uh, and whether this hits you on Christmas Day or or New Year's Day, or a hundred years from now, the content in this episode will be of absolutely zero relevance to you. Because um, the idea behind making Christmas specials is that you make something once that you never have to do again, and you can just always run that Christmas special again, year after year after year. It's kind of like the... F- uh, that's It's an old broadcasting thing once they figured out, post Ernie Kovacs and post everything live um, TV, once they figured out how to do tape to broadcast, and really, it became effective to do tape to broadcast, no one wanted to work Christmas Eve, so, (laughs) anyway, that's also why Christmas specials, um, traditionally have been so fucking rad, um, because that meant it was live, so it was like you were spending Christmas, or you know, there were no there were no Hanukkah specials. I don't remember a single fucking Hanukkah cartoon. Anyway, so here's my little Christmas story that I wanted to share with everyone. So I always get, um, all my life I've gotten shit for this. People, uh, especially when I went to Catholic school for a while, Catholic high school, people were always, and, you know, not rightly so, because, I mean, who the fuck cares, but people have always been a little uh, kind of weirded out whenever I say, and I've always said, uh, I'm half you know, Irish Catholic and half Latvian Jew, raised in both traditions and currently follower of neither people are like, how does that work, you know blah, and so I thought I would break this down a little bit because this is one of the um, this isn't a lonely Christmas Eve for me, but it is not the happiest although I did kind of plan it this way, um up to a certain point uh when i realized that okay fine i'll just record the podcast on christmas eve probably hit people on christmas day and people will be already sick of christmas or you know blah um but anyway so my mother was irish catholic my so people who are dubious of this you know raised in both traditions currently believer of none have not necessarily been always politely uncomfortable, which is what they should be, with challenging me on that. But anyway, my mother was Irish Catholic. She insisted that I be converted to Judaism on birth. My dad, um, my dad was a Jew. I'm a Jew, but I'm ha- also half Irish Catholic. Here's how that works. Why my I- one question I've never asked my mom is why she was so insistent that I be converted at birth to Judaism. I have no idea it was her insistence though which is strange um cuz generally Judaism is past uh you know this is not like a Hitler eugenics thing this is just like the in terms of Jews generally Jews normally regard um Judaism Jewish genealogy mother has to be Jewish um for the kid to be Jewish so <laughs> I was technically born a Irish Catholic and instantly upon, you know, birth and converted to uh, Judaism, I've been bar mitzvahed. But the other half of having been bar mitzvahed, and, you know, coming from, I mean, I love my dad's side of the family. I love both sides of my family. Raised in both traditions, believer in none. So, my mom's side of the family has been Irish Catholic. Uh, I'm not going to tell you her name. You can fucking look it up. But anyway, I'm not, it's not something you should probably broadcast at all. Um, anyway, so I was, I was born... Uh, My mom was Irish Catholic. Uh, Her mother, my grandmother, um, grandma, cheers. By the way, cheers to absent friends. Everyone, everywhere. If you're missing a family member, especially. um, You know. Cheers now is a pretty shitty time of the year. Um, But I, you know, I especially after losing my dad a couple of years ago, um, it's difficult to say it had been, it had become very, very difficult to say that, um, what I used to say, you know, absent friends and, you know, if you're missing someone, you know, at your table or at your party or at your house this year, um, for this season, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, you raise a glass and remember them fondly. Um, we're just starting to get back to that point, uh, in my family but uh so people who were like how you can't be fucking both jewish and catholic you know blah blah blah. over the years and after many challenges i've simplified this depending on you know the uh the era of my life in which those challenges occurred um in catholic school It was only after I left Catholic school and was actually in college during high school that I really simplified it to oh yeah, fuck you, how many midnight masses have you been to in your life? I bet you I've been to three times as many midnight masses as you've been to. We're talking about like talking directly to somebody who is exactly my own age at the time. Anyway so how did this work? This worked like this. Grandma Grandma Evelyn God rest her soul um, Grandma Evelyn, before she met my grandfather, well, and, and all throughout her life was a totally, insanely devout Catholic in the, you know, uh, raised in the Depression era tradition of uh, devout Irish Catholics. Um, and right as she was going into the convent she'd already like got, had like, I have a photo of my my grandmother in a nun's habit. She I, I always joke and say she looks like Nun I mean she really does cuz it was a very <laughs> fucking crazy. And then she met um a guy who was uh who was going to the war uh named uh Eugene, my grandfather, and uh that that ended that, which is not an easy thing to back out of uh going into, you know, the convent, the nunnery, I guess, not the convent necessarily, like the nunnery or whatever. Um, But anyway, that's what happened. So that's how fucking Irish Catholic uh, my mother's side of the family is. Now, when I say raised in both traditions, every year, every year that I've been on this planet, um, except for, you know, up until the time I was 24, or 25. That's when we stopped doing family Christmases. And this is my little Christmas story. And by the way, this this episode's pretty short. We have 15 games to get through. Um they're awesome games. They are great deals. Uh but I wanted to just take a take a second and kind of just share this. Um uh, my my only video game, well, I'll tell you the video game connection. There is no direct segue, there except that I thought that on uh on this Christmas Eve, I I would finally put it down on the record in some way, shape, or form. So I'm sorry if you're not that interested in this. We'll try to keep it short. It's not that long of a story. It's not that detailed of a story. So every year, for Christmas, um, because Hanukkah always moves around. It, uh, it's never, it's not a, it's not a date based, um, it's not an exact date every year. Um, so Hanukkah's kind of like this throughout my childhood, And uh, etc. Hanukkah's been this awesome kind of weird um, roving moon of Christmas because Christmas always remains in place. Uh, And one of the most peculiar things about uh, you know every year from the time I was three. So I was born in Las Vegas. My mother's side of the family including all of uh, my close extended family on her side uh, lived in Yuma, Arizona M- many of them still do Yuma was a fabulous small town I will not reminisce about Yuma though every year we're talking about all my cousins who all of whom I was uh, uh, very close to growing up, Brent, Margo uh, Amanda Lisa, Sarah um, others all of whom I killed endlessly at Oregon Trail when they came out here um, for Thanksgiving uh, every year. Uh, and then we would go out for Christmas to Yuma every year. And what a drive that is, was, and looks like it will forever be. <laughs> Vegas to Yuma is <coughs> an amazingly awful drive. But anyway, uh, super, super fun, though, every year. Until uh, my, basically when I was 24, Grandma got too sick and we were all getting older and whatever and it wasn't like we disbanded the family Christmas, but uh, you know, like intentionally like attention, attention, all Barkin family members. <laughs> and it was great because uh my cousins and everything, it's a small town and stuff. Uh very small town at at the, at the era that we're talking about the 80s very 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 small town actually one of the smallest in the country uh yuma arizona um fantastically fun um and still is fantastically fun to go out there although it's not that small anymore so they you know they <laughs> I, I, it was great because, like, I got a really interesting crash course from my earliest days, not of like, you know, being, you know, like ridiculed or whatever as like, I was a like, Jew, but like, I was the Jew. I was their Jewish cousin, <laughs> which is great, hilarious, like, because I wasn't baptized. Um, and I never took communion. I, I would never take communion. But anyway, our, our Christmas tradition, which was in of itself unique was to go out to Yuma the day before Christmas Eve. We would drive out there, get settled. Christmas Eve, I won't tell you what I did all day before Christmas Eve. And Christmas Eve started at the older we all got, um, the earlier it all got, but we... As a very little kid, I remember going to the last mass. Uh, but first, we would pick up my grandmother, and my grandmother's house had all of the presents from all of the the families because my mother had two sisters. Cheers, Aunt Marna, who is no longer with us. Um, and cheers, Aunt Teresa. To re, you know, cheers to to everybody um, and my cousins. I think about them very intensely all, uh this time of year and I'm very glad that we had such good times. I I I do not have a truly unhappy memory of Christmas. Uh and frankly, I don't think I have a truly unhappy memory of Hanukkah. But then again, I'm getting old enough to where like I'm starting to everything is just kind of a big fuzzy blur more or less. So we would pick up grandmother um from her house where all of the presents from all three of the families were stored underneath uh, two or three trees and in every single room of that tiny little clapboard house that Grandpa Jean bought uh, on the GI Bill um a fantastic house, my grandmother was absolutely wonderful, and Grandpa Jean would be sitting there smoking a cigar and uh famously, um, until, like, way later in life, uh, he was a drill sergeant, um, and a, uh, one of those great, deeply seething, angry, terse, deeply Irish, incredibly, probably PTSD, but very definitely, um, Always completely obliterated, drunk, but very quiet and very mean. <laughs> it took It only took him twenty years before anyone could get to know him, who was my age in terms of the cousins. And then we picked grandma up, and so you know, as a little kid, I'd see all. I'd see all the presents. Pick grandma up. Uh, Grandpa G never went to church, if I remember correctly, which is great. He'd be sitting there smoking a cigar, watching a TV that was always muted. I don't think Grandpa Gene, even from my earliest memories, ever watched uh, any television program that I ever, under any circumstance, with the sound on. Amazing. Um, and this was long before the Weather Channel was a thing, or fashionable. Um, anyway. So we pick up Grandma, and uh, we would take her to church, and uh, we would meet up, we would rendezvous with all of my mom's side of the family, all the cousins and everything, at church, this is Christmas Eve. So we, you know, show up an hour early or whatever. Um, earlier on, when we used to go to the, you know, later, later masses, you know, masses that happened later on at night. And I'll explain to you why that was in a moment. Um, it was great to come out of mass. First of all, it was always great to go to Mass because it was horrendous patience tester for all of the children (laughs) because, here's the thing Grandma, up until, uh, I want to say into her 80s, worked at Jack and Rosie's uh, uh, cocktail lounge and uh, restaurant one of the only uh, bars and restaurants in Yuma uh, at that time, we're talking like 1980 onward. It's still there, um, and uh, the when she was younger, when and when I was young, therefore when I was younger as well. Like I can't remember, uh, blah. But she worked there until she was in her 80s, um, serving cocktails. She was a cocktail waitress. Um, and a very devout Catholic still, even though you know she was no longer a nun, she was still horrendously insanely devout Catholic. One of the, my favorite people ever um, <laughs> had a wonderful outlook on life and uh, <laughs> just just in general. but with, insanely devout Catholic. Um, and so Grandma worked at Jack and Rosie's and when we were younger, she worked. Christmas Eve and this is, this is true for when my, when my mother was a little girl, she totally worked Christmas Eve, she worked all day Christmas Eve Um she opened the place and closed the place on Christmas Eve, which is and then the next morning, on Christmas day um Jack and Rosie's would be open for like, you know brunch, early lunch all throughout the rest of the day because there were not that many restaurants in Yuma. Um and you know, it was it was like one, you know, blah, so they would get a, you know, a lot of business. So grandma would work all, you know, most of the day Christmas Eve and this is true all the way up until man, till like basically my memories of family Christmas fading away, you know, in my in my early 20s. Um she would work on Christmas Eve. And when we were little kids, she'd work on Christmas Eve. We'd pick her up at like around five o'clock, maybe, or sometimes actually when I was really little, we would we would pick her we, we would we would pick her up from work actually, take her home for a moment so she could change, then we would go immediately to church and uh All of us were there. I mean, we're talking a huge family. This is three sisters with uh, their big families. I I was the actually, yeah. Let's see, two two kids. uh, Aunt Marna had two kids, and uh, Aunt Teresa has three kids. Um, So I was the smallest. But anyway, it's you know like a whole gaggle of people and everyone that they, everyone that we knew. We're all there at church, and then when we're done, we go. Uh, to Cretin's Mexican restaurant uh, which I won't bore you with but many fabulous memories of Cretin's and then finally at last we all return to grandmother's house no matter what the time is and that's when we open presents on Christmas Eve because generally grandma has to get up for work the next day and has to sleep sometime in a 24 hour period um, before doing that <laughs> So then we, we have you know like big huge 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 orgies of presence um orgies of presence and uh fantastic 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 happy times anyway and and then you know eventually um as as we got older uh the next phase of the night would be and and, and as the mass that we went to got earlier and earlier Till we we're going to mass at you know five o'clock, which is great. Um, cause that meant you know we had we didn't have to wait so long for presents, even when you know we were like, 21 and stuff. But cooler, coolest thing was there's not much to do in Yuma except you're blonde, so the rest of the evening, um, after presents were done, would then be devoted to uh, let's see, I, I sent this to a friend of mine, um, this very nice uh young lady who I'm doing terrible job of uh, trying to date um, let's see I sent her a May Christmas note uh, let's see if we can find it and then we'll get to the best links games but the, the long and short of it is that we for us for, for the Barkin Yuma contingent uh, all throughout my life every year Christmas was super huge and I won't bore you with the Christmas day ritual which is entirely different it involves going out to roll Arizona um, every year like clockwork. All of this happened like clockwork. But for us, Christmas Eve was the the big was the big thing. Christmas Day, not so much. Christmas Day was the day that you got to play with everything that you got. Because we would all reconvene at, at my Aunt Marna's house, Aunt Marna and Uncle Bruce's humongous house. And uh Yeah. So um but yeah, as we got older, Christmas Eve uh yeah let's see Christmas day had its own rituals but mass then presents and eventually once we got old enough all of which were followed by binge drinking and dancing in country bars then jail for those who crashed their cars or got caught on their 10th warning that year by the same cop and were still belligerent after they got bailed out then (laughs) we would all (laughs) seriously you think I'm kidding I'm not anyway so every Christmas Eve you know we're all thinking about each other, me and the cousins and everyone. You know, they all have their own families. And now I have you. I have you to torture. They have children to torture. I have you. So, Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah because normally I've done Hanukkah and Christmas in Yuma <laughs> a bunch of times. One of my favorite things about Hanukkah is that it gives you seven chances to not fucking fail so like, if you have a big family and you're like me you know like a bachelor uncle kind of fucking you know drunken maniac you know who's barely associated with the family <laughs> um and you have to remember or figure out what to buy for like the burgeoning number, ever burgeoning number of always aging and difficult to keep track of how old they are. What are they into now? Are they they don't like digitals anymore? Oh wait, they haven't liked Ninja Turtles in 15 years. They're 27. They're going they, No, they're not just going to college. No, they're graduated in May. What the fuck? You know, it's it's great because Hanukkah gives you seven chances to try to cover all your bases if you have to go to all seven nights. And Hanukkah is always fun because by virtue of the fact that there's seven nights, all the stress is kind of um, spread out over those seven nights and the ritual itself, which is, just, it's, you know, you light the candles, say a prayer, um, it's... Like like almost all the aspects of Judaism, uh, including uh, Jewish funerals, are fantastic. Um, you know if 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 it's a traditional like conservative Jewish funeral, it, it involves some really, really, really awesome rituals, all of which are simple but you know really blah um, that that seven day thing kind of frees you up and kind of gets you away from the gift aspect of it as well, if not entirely, and um, really helps you kind of focus and spend more time with, but not a huge amount of time, which is also good, with, you know, your actual friends and family and stuff, which is which is really what the season's about. Lies. No. What is the season about, Ivor? The reason for the season is pleasing me. Pukes giving. what's it all about Ivor that's right it's all about the steam winter sales so hit him with our feature Ivor thank you yeah thank you for being with me on uh, Christmas Eve maybe we'll repurpose that whole thing (laughs) over and over again any other time that the show happens to be on Christmas Eve but hit him hit him with the feature we gotta get these guys to the sales motherfuckers you're not gonna do it are you Ivor you hate me Oh, okay, fine. You're rehired, Ivor. In honor of Chris McComicon. Uh, you're rehired. You're rehired. That's fine. Well, now we fucking play. Oh, God. Really? Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think? Oh, my God. It's Bolivian's Bolivia! never gonna let you down, I can read your mind, this week's feature, I can't read you, I can't read you, I can meet your mind, take it, to kid. Ah, yes, as mentioned, it is our Steam Winter Sale coverage, we're doing something special this year, we've, I tried to limit myself to 15 to I, I want, I, I was trying to limit the list to 20 games. No more than 20 games. We came in right around 15. 15 or 16, I think. All of these, if you miss any of this, you know, as I'm ranting at you about it, that's cool. Our column this week, they don't actually link to the games, but you don't need real links to the game if you're gonna buy it. I don't know, if you're like me, I do everything through the client, so it's like, uh, hyperlinks are not that important. I might add some later when I have some time, but, because like, really my big hurry right now is to get this out um, sometime before next Christmas, uh, so I can play a, any of the games that I bought, and there's some fucking awesome titles, so what we did this year tried to limit ourselves to like 20 so that we didn't end up with like a humongous you know, 45 minute long oh uh, wait, what? what's that, Where we're coming in it? Uh, right now, it looks like we're passing the 45 minute mark um, <laughs> we're about to pass the 45 minute mark um and then the second thing that we did this year that's different is we're trying to come up with a a format of categorizing every, every time there's a massive sale like this or an ostensibly massive sale. It would be nice if we could come up with um, a kind of a uniform system of categorizing the type of deal that we want for, the type of deal that we're adding to the list. In that, not to e- overtly explain to you why this game is on the list but to give you a sense of just a bird's eye view of kind of a sectional understanding of what's going on anytime you have 15 of anything it's better if you break it up into sections just from like a you know blah so what we did was and this is our first attempt you know we'll we'll, we'll experiment with this um but here's how here's how this goes section one whoa. section one are the major titles? These are AAA titles, um, and if not AAA, then to, I hate that term, by the way. But I, I can't. Just, there's no other handy shorthand that everyone else understands is meaning a really, really big, you know, eighty to eighty to one hundred million dollar video game that you know took a lot of time and published by maybe someone really good, um, really big, you know, blah. Which are criteria that I'm not interested in a game. When I play a game I don't care if it, if it's a great game I don't care if it costs 400 million dollars although I probably would f- care if it cost half a billion dollars yeah I'd probably care if it costs 400 million dollars I'd probably feel bad same way I feel bad about having a girlfriend at one point who had a three spent three thousand dollars to have a like a heart operation on her dog I'm like it's a fucking dog there are people. It's immoral to spend three hundred dollars three thousand dollars on a heart operation for it anyway because there are people who are starving and dogs are not people too, and especially cats are not people too. They're dogs and cats, but people are people too and uh you know three thousand dollars or even a portion of that like fuck five hundred dollars. oh, there's malaria nets not just for like everyone in an entire village that's malaria nets for like fucking. 40 villages. Wow. Okay. Um, that's, that's enough, you know, 500 bucks. That's enough to feed, you know, half of the people who are probably at your local homeless shelter right now on Christmas Eve. It's probably enough to underwrite about half of that expense or at least, you know, keep the lights on for a week. You know, anyway, you can make a huge difference in the world by, you know, considering what, what, what Type of charity, you know, depending on how much you're able to anyway. So, um, I totally forgot, I just totally lost my point. Anyway, uh, section one the major titles, um, these are weighted in turn, these go in descending order and are weighted. The other lists are just kind of in whatever order. I tried to put them in a somewhat semblance of order. Um, these are weighted from how starting from the most to like you know, whatever. Um, but there are no bad games on this list at least that I know of Um, I I spend a lot of time like I do with every sale I mean we're talking like you know six hours um, figuring out what our lists were going to be so let's get started shall we because you got some deals to hit major titles first of all Mad Max not only is Mad Max next next week we're going to have our annual best Linux games all of twenty sixteen uh selections, awards, whatever. Um but without, you know, saying too much Mad Max is one of the best games in a lot of ways that I've ever played. <laughs> so it might be a shoe-in, and uh I really can't tell you how much of a cocksucker I think you are and how badly I think you need to be ostracized and, uh, publicly shunned and humiliated by everyone who actually likes video games and Linux, if you are completely unwilling, I mean, if you don't have a machine that has, like, 3D graphics acceleration, then you need to go buy a fucking, uh, NVIDIA 10, uh, 10, 1050 Ti. It's 150 bucks. It's as powerful as my, uh, uh, GTX 970 at one-fifth the cost. So you buy that and then the money that you just saved, you use that to buy Mad Max at $6.79 which is 66% off. Otherwise Otherwise My Friend Love beams are closed to you and and my receiver is completely closed to you $6.79 for one of the best games not only that I've played all year but maybe one You know, time will tell oh, oh, that's right, I forgot Um, the Steam uh, uh, we're jumping out of the the feature here for a moment, meant to put this in the top stories, every day during the Steam winner sale, they're doing a uh, a Steam award um, for a specific category (coughs) and you can vote on uh, what wins by picking out of, picking one of the nominated titles uh, just click on the Steam Award thing. Um, Today, I was very disappointed in the selections for the Steam Award. The award that that, that today was for was for uh, the Test of Time Award. And oh shit, I took a... Fuck! I took a screen... <laughs> I took a screenshot of this! Not even with my computer, but with my goddamn iPhone, but I don't have my phone on me. Oh, here we go. Alright. Okay, so here are the things for... Here are the... Um, the five or yeah five uh games that may made, made to the test of time and of course this isn't just for they're not focused exclusively on linux games but they should have been and the games that they because you know that's that's what we like and you know if you don't know what i like then i'm gonna eat your brains i really do so test of time you have five choices one was team fortress two was Civilization then and this was i was like oh my god you kidding me skyrim elder scrolls 5 skyrim i'm like dude that is not that game first of all is not gonna last another five years to say another five minutes you know i yeah um yeah it revolutionized the 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 yeah, you see, because there's, there's nothing there that it revolutionized, just made another, uh, go to the waypoint, get that, bring it back. Um, game. Inver- you know, I, I, I beat it twice. Anyway, not available for Linux anyway. Then Terraria, which is available for Linux. So three out of the five games were available for Linux Civ 5, Team Fortress 2, Terraria, and, uh, Age of Empires 2 HD edition, which, uh, is not available for Linux at all. I wish that it was, but it's a Microsoft game. So anyway, I I voted for Team Fortress Two because I don't like Terraria that much, and I'm not a big Civilization Five player, but I have played it, and I I have been you know over the years, uh, I've had thousands of hours destroyed by Civilization. My free time was destroyed by Civilization itself. <laughs> it'll have a civilizing influence on you so anyway, that's something to keep your eye out for, like I'm sure, I don't know if they're doing one on Christmas Day and I don't know how far along they are uh okay, they'll announce all the winners on December 31st um hang on ooh, okay okay It looks like... Okay, December 29th, 28th, 27th, 26th, 25th. um, Those are all days that that you can vote on each individual category. The remaining categories are just five more minutes! That's December 25th, so that's tomorrow. Um, And it's really cool. Go vote for games that are on Linux. You know, if... if, I I would say that you probably should because that's... All I care about. And that should be all you care about, too. You should share my values, motherfucker. Otherwise, why are you listen to this podcast? you motherfucking fu- intruder? i am already have an infidel. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, people. Don't worry. Don't worry. The uh infidels in the audience will be will be cleansed from then not- I'm <laughs> just kidding. Be tolerant, be nice. Um 26th, uh, the category is Whoa, dude! Uh, 27th is Game Within a Game, um, which I don't even understand that as a category. Uh, 28th, I'm not crying, there's something in my eye. And the 29th, Best Use of a Farm Animal. Yeah, you know, I would say that, like, um, I mean, it's cute that they can, they feel that, you know, they can be so kind of, um, casual or nonchalant or whatever. In fact, I, I think that that is really cool, but, like, it seems a little too casual and nonchalant. There's, like, the category, description. I mean, like, I haven't played a fucking game of the, f- I have been fucking farm animals all damn year because that's how I roll, bitches! We're talking extreme! Extreme! I take everything to the max! So, uh, but I do think it's very cool that that every day you can vote, and then of course they announce all of the uh, winners, and it's a cool, cool fucking trophies. I wonder how they're going to present them, or whatever. Uh, December twenty second to January second, kind of. There you go. So back to the back to the Steam winner Sale. So we have Mad Max, fucking rad, man, six dollars and seventy nine cents. Then uh, another game from. Just the last two months uh, that I finally played Darkest Dungeon go back and listen to the review of it if you want, which is like an experiential review, it's just like a, uh, here, I am this character and here's what's going on and, um, but yeah, Darkest Dungeon is one of the best games that the podcast has had a review of this year um, what, what, did I, what did I put down in the little blurb for oh yeah, howl at the hysterically hyperbolic totality of pessimism and then O- only then to scream in agonies you come to understand that it was in fact not hyperbolic at all, but brutally accurate in every way uh, as this addictive, super nuanced, easy to learn uh, strategy game brutalizes you with, it, with its harshness uh, mm, mad harshness, brah Darkest Dungeon uh, which is, uh, like, a side-scrolling uh, party-based, like, as in, like, you have five members, or four members of your party, um, and you dungeon delve with them, uh, in a simplified way, uh, in terms of, like, navigating the dungeon and stuff. It's not, like, a real explorer. Although there are exploration aspects to it. It's really, um, figuring out how to balance out a party, like, in the role-playing game sense. Darkest Dungeon, 50% off. Bam! $12, 49 cents then, uh, and we're spending some time on the, the, um the big game, the, um, the major title list, cause, you know, blah they're major titles um, um, next, a game that I have waited to go on sale I don't know if it has ever gone on sale during the history of the podcast, um, almost three years now, like two, over two and a half years I don't remember it ever going on sale after knowing just how much everyone loves it, um, and if it had, it's been few and far between that it's ever gone on sale, and it's never been this cheap, at least that I can remember. Kerbal Space Program right now during the Steam Winter Sale is sixty six percent off at thirteen dollars and fifty nine cents. I want to, you want to? I, I know I didn't tell you. Let's see if we can get some audio from this. I have no idea if this is gonna. Uh-huh. Kerbal Space Program is left early uh-huh. access 1.0 uh-huh. Overwhelmingly Positive came out April 27, 2015 Overwhelmingly Positive 34,658 reviews Yeah Recently, Overwhelmingly Positive 1,632 reviews This game normally retails for Oh, it's only it's only normally retails for forty bucks. Yeah, well, you don't have to pay that. It's thirteen dollars and fifty nine cents, sixty six percent off. Four of my friends on the Steam. Uh, I almost said on the Steam. I did say on the Steam. I basically said that. Wow, I used a Google to find out that four of my friends they want to they want to quit going to Bridge Club and Macrame and play some fucking Kerbal Space Program. I don't know why we're like Amish. Reggae roster people there. You're fucking clot! You better get those buttons off your fucking face, you Bomberclot! We we're gonna raise a fucking barnum, raise a Thank you. Yes, I thought it was Ivor it was nodding <laughs> not approvingly. But anyway, four of my friends want this game, and actually, let's see. Well, one of them is a douche. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they're all douches, no I'm just kidding for, but when four of my friends want this game and a game has been out for over a year uh, that gives you an idea of just like how uncomfortable a lot of people were with the, no more, $13 59 I jumped on it with both feet, I think if you've been waiting, this is like the best opportunity If you, especially if you've been waiting like I have up next we have Special Ops The Line, which is a game that I haven't played yet, but uh, and I wasn't aware it was very good until about, fuck, I don't know a couple of months ago, let's see, can we get some special ops to the line? yeah, we might need to Ivor's right, we might need to pause this and queue up everything, so this is not what we we probably should have done this for each one of our major titles, but since we since we started with Mad Max, which we had to start with um Wow, okay. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, evidently uh not only is Oh, it's it's actually called Spec Ops. I Oh, okay. That's my bad. I was like, "Oh, well, anyway, S P E C O P S the line, Special Ops line came out June 25th, 2012. It, I think it was like within the last two years that they did the, the Linux port, but I didn't know that the game was good and I also further was not notified like you know Linux port, but I've known that this game, super, super, super very positive, um, both critically and in user reviews, both recently and traditionally, and also media outlets, whatever they really like the game. Uh, PC gamers said, set my brain on fire. IGN called it intense and unique and uh, blah 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 blah. but that was like 9 months ago that I even had an inkling that this game was pretty good. I've seen it go on sale a bunch of times but right now it's 80% off down from $29.99 $5.99 so bam I bought Special Ops Online um, which billed itself as a third person modern military shooter designed to challenge players morality by putting them in the middle of unspeakable situations um, so it's a shooter, but it's, and it's one where, you know, <laughs> and then I fucking wax the kid, man. I wax the kid and the mom fucking do the whole bill named the whole fucking bill, man. I'm looking forward to that. Last time I played a game that was anything even approaching that the impersonation I just did was actually called Vietnam Purple Haze. And this is forever ago. It was pretty good. It didn't let you actually call in airstrikes sort or of freak out and make everyone uh make your squad torch Seville. But the way you... Anyway. <laughs> Let's do the mill! Let's do the whole fucking mill! That's the Christmas spirit. Speaking of which, I've been very, very much communing with um, you know, I don't believe in God so I've been communing with uh you know my inner Trump trying to get to know me a little better you know and more so I can worship myself a little more uh, and uh, in between I've been uh, watching an endless stream of holiday movies like mostly Christmas themed yeah um, limited exclusively to uh, getting jumped into last night and all through the Christmas day Christmas Eve night and day I've been on a marathon of enjoying the high castle and it's Christmas flavored whimsy. Teaching you how to love. Teaching you how to laugh about love. Again. It's a fucking Nazi parade that's crossed between like Deadwood and uh, all Spy Came In From the Coal. All the Le Carre novels and the original Tinker Tailor miniseries crossed with Lost. It's fucking awesome. So Special Ops, the line. Then uh, to round, I also want to kind of try to give, especially in the major titles category, want to point out something for any for everyone. Originally, this was supposed to this this episode was supposed to be our categories filled episode. Um, we'll see what happens with that next week. That might be our column next week, or it might be part of our game of the year, best of 2016. BLGP. B L G O sixteen bitches next year, but um, up next we have uh, Ark Survival Evolved, uh, which everyone loves, including me. Um, it's always a good deal. Generally, it goes on sale pretty frequently, but Ark is great. It's uh, survival. Mode hardcore survival mode with like RPG elements, first person with dinosaurs, with crafting, with multiplayer and evidently you know depending on what uh mod you want to play with dragons, with whatever map you know blah 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 pretty fucking rad um and they launched with Linux support those guys were fucking awesome independent game uh made a sold them I think they sold them a million units in their first week. Fucking rad. See, that's like the so anytime anyone wants to fucking take the Pepsi challenge with me on all my shit about ranting about you know the market being broken up by Steam and stuff, they they could not have made that game without Steam. That's the bottom line. I mean they could have made the game, they couldn't have marketed the game, they couldn't have you know, blah. I mean, fucking five years ago, fucking Minecraft, you couldn't play Minecraft on Steam. Minecraft, when I got into Minecraft, was so unpopular uh, that it was ridiculous. I, I I went the whole span of, of uh, time period on Minecraft. Minecraft Notch fucking did not want to put it out on Steam. Um, that's not why it remained unpopular. But Steam wasn't. Uh. Anyway, anyone wants to make me take the Pepsi challenge and all my bullshit, like from like rants like last week? Okay, yeah. Well, um, the developers of uh, Arc made twenty million dollars in one week, and they were nobody it was their first game I think it was their first game anyway yeah that's the power of having access to a market uh, that's also a meritocracy um where people can easily pay for download and and play your game even in early access uh and that's enabled them and they have doubled down constantly which is so great to see them do this um constantly investing more and more in the game uh it's fucking rad. It's a great success story, and it's not just a isolated one either. So, Ark Survival Evolved, and then finally for our major titles, I had to do it. Um, I, I could not resist throwing it on the list because it is ridiculous. Hang on. Let me make sure this is... Yeah, okay. The Sid Meier Civilization 5 complete bundle is 92% off. Normally retails for $89.36. It includes 16 items. I'm not going to list them for you. <laughs> yeah, it's got like everything. Oh, it's so cool is 92% off at $7.33. <laughs> $7.33 for Sid Meier's Civilization 5 complete bundle. 16 items. So that that's our uh that's our major titles uh section. I, I mean, yeah you know, I don't have to say anything else about, about them. Now, our next section is called Rarely Goes on Sale. And there are only three titles in here, um, but these are titles that, if they ever have gone on sale, I'm not entirely sure they actually have uh, ever gone on sale before, um, but they haven't gone on this kind of sale, if they ever have. And if they have ever gone on sale, I've missed them. Number one, is a game that fucking Steam and all of its recommendation queues and all of its automated... We're we're showing you this because you you once looked at a game that had a skeleton in it. So it's all skeleton game! But on the top of every fucking list, I swear to God, every list, every bit of uh, uh, automated uh, aggregated aggregated, um, interpreted uh, marketing... It's not marketing, actually. It's one of the cool things. It's like, you know, when... it's not, because they're not advertising for you they're trying to help you see better and more quickly introspect the entire Steam marketplace, yeah in yeah, they're trying to give you better ways to inspect and look into the data set of all the games they sell, but anyway at the top of every one of my lists, for like two months now it's unavoidable, like they find a way to like fucking slam this game on there And it's never on sale and it's always full price and it's always not a game that I, you know, it's been two months of this. You cannot look at this game being at the top of every fucking list. Two goddamn months without, like, getting really, 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 really curious. And especially, I remember where this game came out like I can't remember if it came out before the podcast or if it came out during the first year of the podcast. But anyway... I finally, I have, I have, now I have you. 90% off from $14.99, $1.99. Came out October 21st, 2013. Eldritch, E L D R I T C H. And I am so glad that I never have to see Eldritch again. I can't wait to play it. I haven't had time. I, I just. I just sealed the deal on that tonight. Actually, this morning, but anyway. Next up is a game that all of my friends played. They either got it at a full price, or there was one mouse fart of a sale, where it was like a flash sale. Um, but I didn't know that. Like, I really wanted to buy it, or I wasn't aware. Maybe I was out of town, and then I had to spend the next two years fucking just. I can't play it, because it's fucking too expensive for me to buy a game. You know, I have to buy a lot of games. (laughs) I can't spend... uh, Let's see what full price was. I can't spend $14.99 on The Binding of Isaac. I have to wait for it to go on sale. Well, it's on sale now, 50% off, $7.49. And finally, a game that I don't necessarily remember being all that expensive, but I do remember it never going going on sale that I can remember. Um, Icewind Dale, one of the first games... It was, like, featured on this show in, like, the first six months of the show, I want to say. Came out October 30th, 2014, so it had to be, like, the first couple of months. Remember October, November? Yeah, I think it might have been in the first month of the show. I might be misremembering that, but anyway, Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition um, is now... Uh, 60% off from $19.99 $7.99 and if I remember correctly Icewind Dale not the enhanced edition but when Icewind Dale just plain came out it was significantly more expensive than that um anyway so those are our rarely goes on sale and then our third category is basically just the rest of the deals so um I'm just going to read you you know basically what I, I, I put into the list on the column. I try not to do that that off. I try not to ever do this. But uh it's okay for I think I think it's okay for just and the rest of the that does not mean that these games are not that great, but some of them I have not played, but have watched for a long time. Uh you know, Anyway, there's not a No game on this list is featured because it's specifically because it's so horrendously cheap, which is something that, in previous uh, picks from Steam Store sales, I I really got way too focused on. Um, which I think is not only just like not useful to the listener, but it's not, um, it's not, it's not good for anybody. It's not good for programmers. It's not, it just creates this like whole false cost benefit um, paradigm that's that's not based in reality and doesn't uh, actually benefit anyone because like when a game is like you know a dollar that could be a great game but it could also be like a really good game that is not really good anymore like I mean we're talking like you know like um I can't remember the name of the studio it keeps churning these fucking reissues out anyway it doesn't matter So, we've avoided doing that this year, or or this sale, so our and the rest of the deal section begins with This War of Mine, which is a game that, you know, we've, I I remember when it first came out, been looking at, I can't mean to buy it at full price, but other games kept coming up every week after week for that 20 bucks and you know, blah. Anyway, This War of Mine, everyone's favorite war-torn civilian simulation experience (laughs) scrounge and get shelled by the invading forces and your own forces and die watch the children die and try to get them to school and watch them die and etc you know it's a real fun yuletide holiday game 80% off $3.99 then if this war of mine wasn't depressing enough for you then there's Dead Synchronicity. I mean, if uh, fucking this war of mine didn't fire up your despair, Not I mean, just a engines full blast, Dead Synchronicity. There you go. Um, it's kind of a Jungian acid trip. Uh, it's got mixed reviews recently, but I remember when it first came out. Everyone loved it. The critics generally love it. I wanted to buy it, because it has this really cool-looking art style. Um. Anyway, I, unfortunately... I had other games that it got bumped off of that, that bumped it off my list for this particular sale. But it's seventy five percent off at four dollars and ninety-nine cents. So if you've been thinking about some dead synchronicity. <coughs> which is I think it's kind of a misnomer from the way I've read that the game actually reality is falling apart in the in dead synchronicity. That's the whole idea. And so like I mean, synchronicity is connecting things through meaning instead of uh, through time. It's an a causal connecting principle. Um you want to read more about it? Uh, Jung. Uh, what is his short little. Anyway, it's out of print. And they don't keep it in print because he wrote other bigger books about synchronicity. But Jung, at one point, had a slim volume on synchronicity. Everything else, you'll have to go to like the full, you know, seven volumes, any mystery, and like, whatever. Anyway, so that's said synchronicity. Then, um, a game that I did not buy have not waited for, but have watched have looked at not eagerly, not anxiously well, with it, with great angst and anticipation Outlast, O-U-T-L-A-S-T game that I will never buy it will take I, I can tell you one way that there's one thing that I know of off the top of my head and I thought about this earlier too Getting laid by one of three women that I can think of in the world. One of three women it has to be one of those three women. Um, getting laid—the promise of getting laid by one of those—or even there's one of them who, if if I got to spend five minutes talking to, that's. But anyway, it's a high high threshold to get me to play out last because it's a scary fucking game. Um. But it's also traditionally been uh, it it goes on sale. I remember kind of regularly, Um, but I've never seen it discounted this much. And everyone loves it, and it looks fucking awesome. But it's a scary game, and they scare me. Right now, it's seventy five percent off for horror fans at four dollars and ninety nine cents. And then I I picked up this next game, Out of Reach. I don't know if it's going to be any good but I've looked at it like dozens of times since it came out. Um it's a shipwreck game. So it's kind of like uh it's survival, first person, crafting and kind of castaway on a desert island that isn't quite a desert island. Um reviews have been mixed enough to keep me from buying it until bam today 50% off $7.49. That's out of reach. And uh two more this last, this next to last one is called Overlord. O v e r l o r d. It's a game from like 2013. I want to say it's an older game, but uh, I'm not even going to tell you anything about it because <laughs> it's a. The screenshots look pretty. That's all I'll tell you. It's a dollar and twenty four cents right now. So like, if you're going to buy any other game, just add Overlord onto it. Whatever. I'm not. I've yet to play it. And finally, a game that I've been waiting for a long time. To finally, you know, come down in price, and also, uh, also kind of get a, a little bit of a bounce in terms of uh, in terms of uh, what other people have been thinking about. And not that I pay attention like exclusively to like the very positive four hundred nine, but it does register in my head, um, and that kind of plays less of a factor it's one of the nice things about the the sales is it gives you a chance to really you know take chances on games where you know otherwise you would not Magica 2 m-a-g-i-c-k-a 2 um finally for me at a reasonable for tryoutable five dollars and 99 cents So that concludes our holiday coverage of the, you know, our Steam Winner Sale coverage. If there's anything in particular, like a Flash Sale or whatever, um, you know, I'll try to blog about it. I try to post everything to Steam Announcements um, whenever something really big happens. So, don't worry. Enjoy your, uh, what's left of your holiday weekend and stuff. And, uh, get ready, because this is not the final challenge. That comes next week. When you must defeat the final weapon the new year. Are you man enough to take it? Anyway, cheers. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Holidays. Uh, be safe. Be nice. And uh, remember, this game business, it's, it's really, it's A-B-C, baby. Always be consuming, motherfuckers! Get out there and buy! buy bye, bye! Bye bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Hit him, Ivor! There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, well, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux it's not a problem you alienated part of america i alienated crazy people i like it very much it is i eb farm you're becoming hysterical i'm here i'm there i'm fucking everywhere i'm the Eggman. the best linux games podcast is brought to you by blue wizard is about to die